Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, welcome back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You got Doc Holliday here, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And you know, we have just last week got the agreement between the White House, the United States Senate, and the U.S. House of Representatives. And what does that mean to you? Is the debt crisis over? Has <laughs> some seem to think. and see what we can do as uh, citizens, as patriots, as Tea Party members. We are going to talk about what the great uh, or the infamous uh, deal cut by the Speaker of the House, Boehner, the Majority Leader of the United States Senate, Reid, and President Obama. So stay tuned. We'll be having that in just a few minutes. And now they show, this is what I told you a couple weeks ago, uh, go back to last week's show if you didn't hear it, and we had... Alveda King, uh, we had a special, special interview with her, and, and you need to go back and listen to that. We we're so glad that she uh, uh, would uh, come and interview with us, and that's the niece of Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a great interview. Go back and listen to last week's show if you missed it, and two weeks ago, we had an interview with Michael Brown, Dr. Michael Brown, talking about the gay marriage issue and the new law in the state of New York, and we had a good discussion going and we just ran out of time so we got dr michael brown again today to uh, sort of finish up our uh, talk about the gay marriage law in the state of new york will mean to other americans and to people in new york and what does it mean are we getting more free when people that love each other can get married no matter if they're a man or a woman is a man and man and woman and woman does that lead to uh, polygamy wanting to say hey i got rights too we've been hearing that in the news so uh, Dr. Michael Brown, expert on this area, he's going to be talking to us. So we got that interview coming up today for those men waiting. And if you haven't heard it, go back two weeks ago and hear our first interview of Dr. Michael Brown. Got so much to get into because of the of the deal that they made in Washington. And got a lot to say about it. This week's a Tombstone of the Week award is going to a Republican. He's a Republican in the United States Senate. Said something that crawled under my skin okay uh maybe he really didn't mean it but we're gonna he's gonna get the tombstone of the week award that'll be coming up in a few minutes so listen to the show and you don't want to miss this week's rock of liberty speech i got something that's very important for every american to hear it'll tie into what they did in washington last week with the deal that was cut and you need to listen to it. Every American, if you love your country, you need to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock of Liberty speech coming at the end of the program. So stay tuned for a great, great show. First up, you know what we got to do? We've got to talk about what went down last week. Some The press built it up like it's going to be the end of the world if, if we don't get this deal done. And the stock market is going to fall. Well, guess what? 
<laughs> stock market fell anyway. <laughs> and, you know, after the news of the big, big deal and between the White House and the House and the United States Senate and why, my goodness, everybody's patting each other on the back. See what America can do when we really need to. We're going to avert a crisis. And everybody said that market's going to, whoo, we're going to get that market, get those numbers up, and stock market's going up. And you know what it did? <laughs> Heard about the news and the market went down. Went down pretty badly, too. I don't know if you checked your 401k or IRA or simple plan, whatever you have, it's it's sort of like when you know you cut yourself, you know it's bleeding. You don't know how deep it is, and you got to sort of look and see how bad the cut is and how bad the blood's flowing out. You don't want to. That's what happens when the stock market falls. And so for those who have a lot in the, invested in there, just hang on, and I'm afraid you haven't seen nothing yet. Uh, the downgrade. They said, oh, well, Moody's going to get downgraded. We don't get a deal. Hey. I think Moody's was trying to tell them you need to cut a bunch, a bunch of trillions of dollars. And uh, so what happened? Well, we do know, simple fact, I think everybody's read it. You know we got an agreement that lets President Obama borrow up to $2.4 trillion over the next couple of years. Uh, and it's supposed to be met with uh, the same amount of cuts. Uh, when you know when the cuts are coming, two point four trillion dollars worth. Uh, well, we know about nine hundred seventeen billion are, are already built into that. But they wanted to cut more. They raised the debt limit, so they got a special committee, of twelve, uh, twelve people from our United States Congress. I assume six from the Senate and six from the House, and the equal number of Democrats and Republicans. And those twelve are supposed to come up by. November 23rd, something right before Thanksgiving, they got to have their plan finished for uh, knocking down another, I think it's like $1.5 trillion off the, in some time in the next 10 years. And if they don't, it's supposed to get automatic cuts across the board, especially military and Medicare. So that supposedly puts them under the gun to make sure they get a deal done before Thanksgiving. So we are on very slippery ground. But I think maybe we're starting to recognize the danger. Of course, we know, Tea Party knows, that's what brought the Tea Party about, is that we see the danger. Now, how do we get that to other people to understand? I'll tell you, I talked to a friend of mine today that, uh, again, a liberal. Uh, she is, she is uh, retired, used to live in the Michigan, northern part of our country. And and was and worked for GM. Her and her husband worked for GM. Has a great benefits. Union members all these years, and now they've retired. They live down south, and they get great union benefits. And then all of a sudden, when GM went broke. Then all of a sudden, they for a while they didn't know what they're getting, and they did drop their dental plan. You know, I I told her well, I thought President Obama made sure the unions got ten billion dollars to help take care of the health care, and she said, well, we got our health benefits back medical but they dropped their dental we don't get any dental now which you know well somebody did something that 10 billion maybe that's going into the re-election fund i don't know but i'm telling you this is what my friend said you got to admire people to tell the truth and, and tell what they feel and i want to know that i want to know the truth and we have a hard road to go on as a tea party to help educate our our fellow citizens 
But this lady told me, said, you know what they're doing. All they want to do is make our president look bad. She said, that's, that's all they're trying to do. They won't they do anything they can to make our president look bad so that, so that he won't get reelected. That's all, that's all this is. They want to make the president look bad. Well, I didn't have time to argue. And I respect her, and we had to move on. But I wanted to know what she felt. And this is, she said, when they said GM was out of money, I know for a fact they had plenty of money. And it was just all a scam. Said they weren't out of money. They had plenty of money. I heard Rush Limbaugh last week. And some of y'all listen. I don't get to listen to Rush very much. Sometime when I come home for lunch, I get to hear him. And, and Rush Limbaugh said this, you know, we're living on this imaginary money. And when he said that, it, it, it made me think about this conversation with this lady that I know that uh, is, votes liberal. And, and this is her thoughts that, number one, all the Tea Party's doing is trying to make President Obama look bad. Number two, GM was never out of money. It was never bankrupt. It's just corporate America just scamming to get more money uh, from the government or wherever they can get it from, unions. Uh, so that's her belief. Now, you know, Rush Limbaugh hit it on the head when he said, we are living in an imaginary world. We, we got, we're using money that's not backed up by anything. And we're pushing it, pushing it very, very deeply. All I can say is it started making sense what Rush Limbaugh said. We are living in an imaginary world. Now, how do we get out of that imaginary world? How do we get to the reality my friend, she, no matter what the Tea Party says, she's going to say, y'all are out to get our president. You're, you're trying to make our president look bad. When people like her and others see all these big buildings in Detroit and all that GM has, they look at that and they go, they are rich, 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 and they have all the money and they're just, the corporations are just lying. They never were bankrupt. Well, we know for a fact they, <laughs> GM was in bad, bad trouble. Now, I don't believe in the rescue. They should have gone through a bankruptcy with a judge and not the president picking the CEO and the board and, and giving, the, uh, giving the, the unions all their money and, and, and leaving the bondholders with their pockets hanging out. That just, uh, that just upsurped American law. I won't get into that. But just to say, what you need to know is there's a lot in our electorate, a lot of citizens out there who, who work hard, and mean good, but they need somehow we have got to find a way to educate and help people to understand this country is living in an illusion. It's living in an illusion when you think we can just go like we're going and borrowing 43 cents of every dollar we spend. It cannot keep going, and that's what we're trying to explain, and that's why what happened in Washington last week, Doc Holliday's take on it, we, we put away a, a, a sausage and a biscuit compared to, you know, we, we're still eating two bowls of cereal and a ham and biscuit and a couple of uh, scrambled eggs and, and pancakes thrown in too. So we took away a sausage and a biscuit out of a big breakfast. That's about what it equals to. Now, we got to move on to the show, but I am going to explain a little bit more about that illusion and a little bit more about what we need to do as a tea party in our uh, rock a liberty speech so listen up at the end now i need to go right on to the this week's tombstone of the week award now who do you think it's going to get it 
Whose Words Gets the Tombstone of the Week Award. For those new listeners, let me just tell you, every week I give out a Tombstone of the Week Award for some words or actions, deeds, never to the person themselves, but it's, uh, but it's for something they said that should be buried six feet in the ground. So this week, I want to tell you, I was just amazed. I was taken aback by the words of the United States Senator from Arizona, the former presidential Republican presidential nominee of 2008, Senator John McCain. When he said on the Senate floor, he called you and me hobbits. I've never been called a hobbit. He called us hobbits. Want to go back to Middle Earth after we fought the Great Mordo. Man, using the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Lord of the Rings uh, parallelness to that. For those who don't know about the Lord of the Rings and uh, Tolkien's great uh, novel that was put on the screen last decade. But I'm t- <laughs> we're called a hobbit because of the Tea Party. Tea Party hobbits. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The hobbits <laughs> won the victory in that novel. But more than that, Senator McCain knows better. Knows better. They should know better. Starting a name calling, and what happens? After Senator McCain called us hobbits, then the Democrats and New York Times and everybody before you know it, the Tea Party is the terrorist. We're the hostage takers. It's the Tea Party's jihad. Now that's offensive. Very offensive. When you see, when you say terrorist and you think about the World Trade Centers imploding down and the dastardly deeds of Bin Laden and the murder of over 3,000 people and you have the audacity to say the Tea Party is terrorist. Okay, I'm going to calm down. Count to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Okay. Okay. I remember Thomas Jefferson said that when you get angry, count to ten. I've counted to ten, and I'm going to stop it there. But I'm telling you, these people who got onto the Tea Party and accused the Tea Party right after Congressman Giffords was mur- uh, shot and, and an assassination attempt, and thank God she came back and cast a vote. I'm glad she came back. It's always this great to see somebody restored in the health. And so thank God for that. And I'm glad she came back and casted a vote on the on on debt increase. But I'm telling the people now that want to call the Tea Party these names. You're walking on thin ice. Thin ice. Nobody should take anything you write or say seriously. When you start using words like that. Okay, let's move on to the show. We, we got at the Tombstone of the Week Award. Had to give that out to the words of Senator John McCain. and led us into what uh, other people are calling the Tea Party folks. And now, people, we got to uh, get on the show. I'm going to tell you that uh, first you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We are glad to have you. New listeners, great to have you. Go back and listen to some of the archives. And if you haven't listened to us before, 
listen to two weeks ago we had uh, dr michael brown we're going to have him on in just a couple more minutes before we do let me remind you you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net they have another lineup of great shows on there just go to there but always make sure you pick doc holiday's tea party first listen to our show uploads every monday for a show all week long and tell your friends about it and also, go to the front page there. Go to where'samericasjobs.com. Check out that website. A good friend of mine runs that. Also, you uh, go to my website. It's called www.teaparty.ms. That's teaparty.ms. There you can pick up my book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And I can tell you, I am working on a new book. And uh, the working title, we'll, I'll tell you in a week or two, but it's, uh, we're hoping to get something out this fall. So uh, working on another book, let you know that. You can keep updates on a, on a website. Also on the website, uh, you can tell others to go there, check it out. And there's a link right here to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. So do those things and make sure you, you, there's a new magazine out there called Tea Party Review. And on the Tea Party Review magazine, just want to be sure that you, you can go there. Just click on the uh, banner right there on my website. On my website or right on the website of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And check out the magazine. Best new magazine out there this year. And you will know what's going on in the Tea Party. What the Tea Party is doing with Republican nomination. That's what you need to do. Check it out. Uh, so go to, go to the banner and click on the Tea Party Review magazine. Now, let's get in this interview. We For those who have not heard the first interview we were talking to dr michael bram he wrote a book the a queer thing happened to america and now he's talking about gay marriage in new york a lot of celebrations there but now we got dr michael brown on the phone and let's just ask uh, dr brown uh gay marriage when you we see it does it mean more freedom or less freedom people lose their freedoms when gay marriage happens uh, in my book, A Queer Thing Happened to America, I have a large chapter called Big Brother is Watching and He Really Is Gay, where I just well, now, talk about case after case after case after case where religious liberties have been lost, freedoms of conviction, people fired from the workplace just for telling an employer that they believe homosexual practice is sin and, and they get fired by human resources. It's already in our society. Well, Michael, let we, me stop you right there because you, you've made those cases. Now, why don't we hear about this in the press? Uh, when, when people get denied jobs because of their skin color, but well, what about people getting denied jobs because, uh, because of something they believe? Don't we have freedom of speech in America? Is that not a fundamental right given to us in the Constitution? We have it, but it is increasingly being threatened because well, now it's gay, gay activists have done a great job of, uh, through the media, and, and the media is, is very largely gay-friendly, and there's a lot of media influ uh, gay influence in Hollywood that's well-known, it's documented, this is nothing that's denied. And basically, the moment that you take issue with this, you're called Hitler, Nazi, Ku Klux Klan, you're called bigoted, hateful, intolerant, and even major conservative talk show hosts don't even want to touch this because it's too volatile, and they don't want to be branded bigots. Look what happened in California. People voted for, for Proposition 8 to uphold marriage as the union of a man and woman right. for the second time in California. And there are riots and demonstrations and vandalizing of you know, Mormon church buildings in Utah because the Mormons help support this. And you know, someone owns a restaurant, donates $100 to support Prop 8. Next thing, they're being named, they're being boycotted, they're being threatened. 
So a lot of people just don't want the heat. And these days, it is this extreme political correctness. It is massive intolerance in the name of tolerance. It is complete exclusivity in the name of being exclusive. And, and it's shutting the mouths of those who differ on any level. Those who were the oppressed minority are now becoming the oppressors right in front of our eyes. Well, do, do you think the ACLU will back up uh, your, you for your freedom of speech? Does, do, you, do you trust the ACLU to say, hey, Michael Brown has a right to say this, and he ought to be on every radio station and TV station? Well, you know, on the one hand, I can still speak to a certain extent, but others have told me, when it, when it came to publish my, my book, Publishers told me it's going to be a good book, but I can't touch it. It will be too controversial. I would lose authors. I would lose bookstores. They would boycott my entire company. One man said it could practically bankrupt my company if I published your book, even though I'm eager to read it when it comes out. So there are freedoms, but then the freedoms become very costly, and people aren't willing to touch them. As for the ACLU, you have groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, and they have now branded some of the major pro-family organizations in America as hate groups because these groups uh, still hold to the fact that, that homosexual practice is not the same as heterosexual practice or that there are various health risks with homosexual practice or that kids raised in a same-sex household do not have the same outcome as kids raised in a heterosexual ho- household. Because they make these statements, they're now branded hate groups and the ACLU, I mean, they, it, if push came to shove, they might side with us on a freedom of speech issue. But for the most part, they're the last ones I'm looking to defend well, our rights at this, at this but, time. Well, let me ask you this, as far as, uh, well, you know, where you stand, that um, when, when you look at all that you know and you've worked with the homosexual community and over the years, is that not right? I know you, you have uh, tried to work with them without... Um, without changing your beliefs well listen we're, we're we're fellow citizens we're fellow human beings from a religious standpoint god created homosexual and heterosexual he, he made us all we're all human beings we're all flawed human beings and we've got to work together as best as we can we've got to stand together as fellow citizens as best as we can we're protected equally under the law if someone beats me up because i'm i'm a white male or if someone beats someone up because they're a lesbian woman i mean it's it, that we're protected from being beaten up or hated, the same laws apply. But we're talking about restructuring society based on someone's sexual orientation. Well, we're talking about Michael, things like transgender rights would mean a man who identifies as a woman can go into a lady's room wearing a dress. Uh, and, and we're talking about children in preschool not being called boys and girls because that would be making a gender distinction, instead identifying them as, as friends. I mean, this is stuff happening all over America. And all we're saying is, friends, we, we need to wake up. It's, it's time for some moral sanity here. For the religious and the non-religious, there, there is a moral revolution taking place. There is a gay activist revolution taking place. Those who came out of the closet fighting for what they say was equality and tolerance basically now want to put people like me into the closet. And I think it seems like they're doing a pretty good job. But let me ask you this. Do you believe that somebody's born gay? I mean, are people born gay, and do they have civil rights? Do they have do they have just enough right to as a as a as a black person with black skin? that says you know they are guaranteed their rights under the Constitution, which we all agree that matters skin color. But does does your sexuality or is everybody guaranteed the same right because of what they believe on their sexuality? Yeah. First thing, if we talk about say the difference between being black 
which is skin color, or Hispanic, which is ethnicity, with sexual orientation, w- one is a genetic uh, condition uh, or genetic origin, which is unchangeable. The other is a behavior. So we're comparing apples with oranges there to start. Second, there's no hard evidence that anyone is born gay. It's certainly something that's in people's psyche from a very early age or early in their development. It's not a conscious choice that the vast majority would make. It's something they'd say as far back as I know, this is always who I've been. But there are plenty of people who have desires that are very deep as far back as they can remember. Look, men who are only attracted to, to little boys or little girls, they'd say the same thing. I've always been like this. Would you say they were born that way? Say, I've always been like this. Uh, look, people talk about an obesity gene. Maybe there is a gene that makes some people obese, but we don't have fat pride parades or celebrate fat as good. We say, no, we need to help people deal with their overweight issues all the more. So we don't have special laws based on behavior. Uh, and, and again, a gay person is protected under the law the same as anyone else, but they don't have special rights like the right to redefine marriage or a man to use a lady's restroom because he identifies as a woman. And, you, and those issues you brought out, now looking at the Tea Party movement, which always says we want freedom, we want uh, constitutional rights, we don't want to be tramped on, and, and now I'm starting to realize what happened in New York when so many more people became forced under the law of same-sex marriage, it's, it's beginning to scare me to see people being forced to believe something they don't believe in. And look, here, the fact is, every state that has voted on this when it's gotten to the people, 31 out of 31 states have voted to say marriage. Of course, marriage is the union of a man and woman. That's what we've always known, and there's a reason for it. There are many good reasons for it, social and religious as well. The, the, the fact is, in these other states, New York, they didn't want to bring it to a vote because the latest polls indicate that the strong majority of, of New Yorkers still say marriage is the union of a man and woman. So this is something that courts or legislatures have done that in every case where it's been put to the vote is contrary to the will of the people. Where is the freedom of the people of America to choose these basic things? Something as fundamental as the definition of marriage, you're, you're, you're going to have senators in a back room being told, hey, here's extra money that'll come your way if you'll, if you'll vote this way. That, that's corrupt. That is no place in our system. Is that American a, people need to rise up in, for freedom, for liberty, for choice, and stand against homosexual activism while caring about individuals as individuals, but standing against the goals of homosexual activism in the name of freedom, in the name of what's right. And is that what, uh, the way I understood it, the, how the New York law finally got passed? There was some back, uh, back room shuffling and, and uh, some promises of money to help back campaigns. And if that's true, is that uh, is, is that good for American politics? No, look, it may be what happens in politics every day, but let's expose it and, and let's change it. Let's tell those politicians, we elected you for certain reasons, and if you're not going to stand for the principles for which we elected you, if you can be bought out, then you're a politician in the worst sense of the word, and we will replace you if we have to form a new party or if we have to do it to the existing parties. We will replace you with someone who will hold to their moral convictions and not cave in when some money is waved in front of them. Yeah, if somebody's bought out, that means they're sold out, and to me, that's no good. <laughs> Absolutely no good, and, and it's a scandal for the state of New York, for sure. Well, I have never heard it put like this, but I've been talking to you and realizing people are losing their liberties, the freedom of speech, they're losing their liberties to be able to 
to help train their child the way they think they should be brought up. And the fact that you could even force a Christian school to say, you will teach homosexuality or we will shut you down. These are things that people have not thought about. And we start losing that liberty. I think the Tea Party needs to take a good look of what's going on with the activists. It's not just two people loving each other. It's for them being able to say, we will shut you down if you do not believe what we believe. And that, to me, is a loss of liberty. Uh, it's a fundamental loss of liberty, absolutely. And what happens is that, that the goalposts keep being moved. Every, every time uh, gay activists will tell us, this is all we're asking for, when you get to that point, it's not enough. We were told for years, we just need to be tolerant and accepting. Well, there is now a homophobia scale that's used in some schools put together by a woman named Dr. Dorothy Riddle, and she lists four homophobic attitudes and four positive attitudes. The homophobic attitudes are repulsion, pity, tolerance, and acceptance. Those are now considered homophobic. The positive attitudes include support, admiration, nurturance. So it's not a matter of just accepting homosexuality now. It's a matter of celebrating homosexual practice and homosexuality and with that bisexuality, transgenderism. And to raise any criticism is forbidden. So when a Center of Disease Control report came out saying that homosexual and bisexual teenagers have a higher rate of depression, suicide, drug use, and sexually transmitted diseases, rather than saying perhaps there are some problems with the behavior, perhaps there's some problems with the orientation, no, we're told the problem is society and we need to do a better job of affirming these kids in their homosexuality. So things are just completely turned upside down. I wrote A Queer Thing Happened to America, spent six years working on it, interacting with the gay and lesbian community, doing my best to understand their positions, where they were coming from, accurately represent it, laid these things out meticulously in the book, A Queer Thing Happened to America, to serve as a wake-up call to the conscience of the nation. Because every day that goes by, for example, California is about to pass a law to make it mandatory to talk about the contribution of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender Americans as, as part of history classes to teach on this so that, you know, so-and-so in our history uh, was, was gay, so-and-so was this, as opposed to just saying, hey, this was a great American, now we're going to identify what their sexual orientation was or what they did in their bedroom. And this is mandatory in the schools in California, about to be passed. The, the handwriting's on the wall. It's been on the wall for years. It's time for Americans to wake up. Well, and this is Dr. Michael Brown and Tea Partiers, are you ready to wake up? Uh, are we losing freedom? That's Dr. Michael Brown talking about uh, the, his book, A Queer Thing Happened to America. And what do you think? Does the Tea Party movement need to look at the freedoms we seem to be losing that Dr. Michael Brown brought out? Tell me. I want to know. Uh, write to me. at uh, Email me at radio at tparty.ms radio at tparty.ms let's get some feedback about that and I uh, appreciate Dr. Michael Brown coming on the show he has been bombarded with hate mail death threats all kind of things because he dares to speak up what he believes is that freedom of speech in America uh, well we let him on Doc Holliday's Tea Party tell us what you think now I've got to get right on to the Rock of Liberty speech and that is this week talking about the debt limit that was the, uh, that was raised by the uh, by the Senate and the House coming together as a White House and doing a last-minute deal. What do you think about that? Well, let me tell you this. Benjamin Franklin, during the Constitutional Convention, 
stared at the chair in which George Washington sat as George Washington presided over the convention. And Benjamin Franklin said at the end, that chair, on the back of that chair was the sun. He wondered if the sun was setting or rising. And you can go today, right there, Freedom Hall, where the Declaration of Independence was debated and signed. Where the United States Constitution was debated and signed. And you can see the chair that George Washington sat in and the same wood planks it hadn't been remodeled. It's the same wood. When you walk on it, the creaking of the planks, the same planks these founding fathers stood on as they debated. And the same chair that George Washington sat in. And Benjamin Franklin said that that son, after the, they finished the United States Constitution, he said, now he knew the sun was rising. So too, I want to tell you, Tea Party patriots, my fellow Americans, the Tea Party movement inspires me. I see the sun rising. I don't like the deal that the White House and the Speaker of the House and Majority Leader Reid made. I don't like it. Can I live with it? We're going to have to. But what I want it to do is to inspire you. Remember when George Washington came in the Second Continental, in the First Continental Congress, I mean, and he prayed with those delegates, and they said, we've got to do something. We're losing our liberty. We've got to do something with the tyranny of the king. And before you know it, America was in action. The Second Continental Congress declared independence. George Washington was already in the field leading the troops fighting for independence. And I'm telling you, the Tea Party is in the field. We are in the field. And you remember George Washington almost lost it all in New York. Almost lost all his troops. And he, in a miracle, they got him off the island, across the river into safety where they could fight another day. The revolution was not stopped. We're going to have setbacks. Washington did not have many victories. He stayed in there and he persevered through Valley Forge. And I'm telling you, what we just found out with this deal between the White House and the House and the Senate is that we have a long slog ahead of us. Do not lose hope. Do not lose the fire in the belly. We will change America. We will get back on our feet. We will get this budget disciplined, but it's going to take some time and some brilliance of some people we got to elect to Congress. 2012 is the turning point. Don't lose sight of 2012. Don't get into a bickering fight with some conservatives if they voted for it or against it. Put that beyond you. We are in the valley right now. And it may be snowing and cold like it was in Valley Forge. But I'm telling you, we have the resources of skill and we have the resources of people and we have the resources to put this nation back on a sound financial track. It's going to come from you and me working together with Tea Party people across the nation. And we've just begun. You got that? 
We've just begun, just like John Paul Jones said. <laughs> we have not yet begun to fight. So you don't put your head down. Don't fight conservatives until we get every liberal kicked out of the United States Congress and out of the White House. Don't be fussing and fighting about if you did this vote or that vote. We've got to work on getting the liberals out. Do not let them make us fight against each other. We have a battle to win for our nation. If you love your children and grandchildren, we have got to change Congress and the White House in 2012. Now you've heard the Liberty Bell. Okay, see you next week. God bless you. We're going to have another great Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends and see you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.